your circumstances, despite your situations, despite your ailments, God reigns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great God. What a great God. What a great God. What a great God you and I serve. Once again, welcome to the Hopewell Experience. Hope at home, hope well anywhere. Amen. We're so glad that you have tuned in this morning uh, because you didn't have to. Uh, but we certainly thank God you have many options. But we thank God that the Lord has led you this way um, to be a part of our virtual sanctuary. If you have not already, go ahead and share this. Yeah, go ahead and tag some people in it so that they can be blessed. If you've already been blessed by our worship experience, go ahead and let them know um, that the word is getting ready to go forth. So let them know, tag somebody, invite somebody, share this. Go ahead and do it. I know your finger's on it anyway. Don't go to another page. Go ahead and share this. Go ahead and tag some other people in this so they can be blessed um, by the word of God. Listen, as you're doing this, I want to thank all of those once again that came and helped us, um, came through the walkthrough um, visitation from Mother Ivy on yesterday. Thank you so much. Um, don't stop praying for the family. Don't stop just because, uh, you know, this day has ended, yesterday has ended. Keep praying for the family. Keep reaching out to them. Don't wait for them to reach out to you. Keep reaching out to them, checking in on them. Christmas is getting ready to come up. New Year's is getting ready to come up. And then her birthday will be here in February. So just continue to keep praying um, for um, the family. I may have mentioned this yesterday. I may not have. But did you know that Mother Ivy, has been a member of Hopewell since she was four years old. That means that she's been a member of one church for 92 years. That's a long time, y'all. I mean, every transition that we have gone through as a church, Mother Ivy has been there. When Miss Kelly told, told me that I had to go back and check the whole world history to see what was going on back when she was four years old. Who was pastor during that time? Where was Hopewell? What was, what, what was happening? I'm telling you, that is a blessing. That's a legacy. That's longevity. She was in her right mind. She knew who she was. She probably told the Lord, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to come on and just go uh, and, and be with you. But we want to continue um, once again to keep that family um, lifted in prayer. Please continue to do that. Listen, journey with me to the Bible, familiar passage of scripture. Um, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, um, verses 5 and 6. Somebody already said, oh, Pastor. I already know what you about to say. I learned that in Sunday school one-on-one when I was three years old. Okay, it's 30 years later. Amen. And that scripture still hasn't fully manifested itself in, in your life. Amen. So you can still get some more teaching on it. Amen. To help it. Um, to produce some fruit. Amen. In your life. I'm just playing. Don't turn. Don't turn. Don't turn. Don't turn. I'm just messing with you. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and six we're in we're in part four of our series entitled 2020 taught me 
Um, 2020 taught me. Elder Corey um, came out the gate last week slicing and dicing us up, just really telling us to get our acts together and not care. He told us to go get a mirror, look at yourself, and tell yourself and say, self, you still need some work to be done. That's what he told us pretty much. I'm, sum I'm summarizing his whole message. That's what he said. He cut us up. He sure did. He told us to examine ourselves and get ourselves together before we go into the new year. He said, because if we don't get ourselves together by this, when this year ends, we're going to go into a new year the same way. That's what the preacher said. I'm telling you what he said. I took notes. I'm telling you what the preacher said. He told you, get yourself together. That's what he said. He called us raggedy. He said, get your raggedy self together. I'm joking. He didn't say raggedy. He just said, get ourselves together. It was a good word, amen, last week um, that he shared with us. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. <coughs> Don't depend on your own understanding. Uh, seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Let me read it again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean. Some versions may say, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't depend on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will direct your path, and he will show you which path to take. God, we pray now. But as we come to your word, we're coming to your word, Father God, like an empty, empty cup that's needing, Lord God, to be filled. God, we need your direction. We need, we need your wisdom. We need your insight, God, because without you, we're nothing. So we need your word to help us to navigate through everyday life, navigate relationships, navigate our health, navigate uh, our finances, navigate our parenting, navigate our children, navigate our marriages, navigate our relationships, navigate our singleness. We need your word to influence every area of our life. So we're depending upon you and we're coming expecting to receive something from you um, that will change our lives. We already made up in our minds that we're going to obey and do whatever it is. We're not just going to take this just as a good, a good message to hear, but we're going to put it into action in our lives so that we can see fruit. And it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, amen, amen, and amen. 2020 taught me how to lean on God. 2020 taught me how to lean on God. I like what the Message Bible says. The Message Bible says, it's going to be on the screens for you. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Uh, don't, 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 don't even attempt, don't even try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. Get this. He's the one that's going to keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Let me read it again because it crushed me and I want to crush you. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. I never forget. Came time for a group project. And a part of that group project was trying to figure out a way to be able to get those a part of the group to be able to work together, to build 
some type of relationship. So you all know what they do. You go around, you're saying your name, introducing yourself, and then they give a task to the entire team to help them to bond, to help them to build relationships. So what happened to be our thing, the, the task that we were assigned with was to do, y'all know, the trust fall. They put you in groups, you get your partner, find you a partner, just get somebody, find somebody that you don't know. You all know what I'm talking about. Find somebody that you don't know, and so you scramble around the room trying to find somebody that you don't know and they don't tell you exactly what you're going to do. And so you find yourself getting where you find your partner, you get you somebody, you're looking at them, okay, cool, we can be able to make this work. And then they tell you, hey, what you are going to do, you're going to develop trust with your partner. And the way that you're going to develop trust with your partner is that we're going to do, that we're going to do the trust fall. Y'all know about the trust fall. Y'all know you stand there with your friend, you stand there with your partner and they have their hands out and you put your hand on your chest and so they want you to literally put your full weight on them they want you to let go and to really trust that they are going to catch you what do you do what did i do before i went back i'm not a fool i'm sitting there i keep looking back i keep turning around looking back just want to make sure that they're paying attention i don't want them to drop me i don't want them to drop me they may not know me but i'm precious in the sight of the lord and so i don't want them to drop me i want them to be able to handle with care i want them to receive all of me i want them to catch me and so i, I i'm nervous about fully falling back well i don't really know them really don't know them. They really don't know me. I don't know what their capabilities are. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. I'm still trying to size them up. And so this is really an act of faith on my end because I'm literally having to relinquish control, put my hands over my chest, close my eyes, and fall all the way back. I'm not talking about falling in stages. I am to fully let go and to fall all the way back and believe and trust that they're going to catch me. Did I do it? No, I didn't do it, y'all. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, I was halfway doing it. I was trying to lean back with one eye open. I took my glasses off because I didn't want my glasses to break as I went down. If I fell and my glasses came off, I didn't want that to happen. I wanted to be able to see everything. I wanted to make sure that they were paying attention. I wanted to make sure that they were going to trust, that they, that they were going to catch me. I wanted to make sure that they were ready to receive all of me. Pastor, how come you weren't able to do it? How come you weren't able to fully lean in and to fully put your full weight on it? Why weren't you able to really let go of control and to fully fall back and allow them to be able to catch you? Because I wasn't really sure if I could trust them. And the reason why I wasn't really sure if I could trust them because I really didn't know them. Let me tell you to come out the gate real quick and just say this is going to be on the screens in just a few seconds. How you view God, how you see God, your encounter with God, your experiences with God, your walk with God will determine your level of trust in God. 
how you see God, how you view God, how you, 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 you what your current walk is with God, what your current relationship is like with God right. will determine your level of trust in God. If you don't see God as stable, if you see God as a God that doesn't like you, if you see God as one that doesn't come around, when you, that, that, that doesn't show up when you have prayed to him and pleaded with him and cried out to him, if you see him as one that's mean, if you see him as one that doesn't love you, if you see him as one that's far away, then you're not going to fully trust him. But if you have a tight relationship with him, if you know him as one that's been your father, if you know him as one that's been your friend, if you know him as one that's been your confidant, if you know him as one that's been your provider and your healer, then that's going to intensify and magnify the level of trust that you have. In him, Pastor, what are you saying? If if 2020 has not taught us anything else, it has taught us how to lean on God. Let me phrase it another way. 2020 is teaching us how to lean on God. Every day, these past eight to nine months, it has not been easy every day. Some days have been harder than others. And what have we had to do? What's the difference maker, Pastor, that has helped us to navigate from Mars all the way to December home? Hold on a second. Let me pause right there and put a pen right there. Some of us need to stop what we're doing right now and give God a praise that we have made it from March all the way to December, which means we are just a few days away from 2021. I know the pandemic is going to follow us into the new year, but truth be told, there have been hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that have passed during this time. Some from the virus and some just from other things, and they did not make it, but the mere fact that you and I are standing in the month of December, days away from 2021, is a reason to be able to give God praise. Yes, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Reason to be able to acknowledge yes. is not that I've been so good. It's That's not right. that I've been so kind. It's not that I've dotted every I. It's not that I've crossed every T. In fact, some of us have been trifling. Some of us have been trifling in more ways than once, and God should have ended our lives, but he has preserved our lives and has kept us to be able to see another day in the land of the living, in the land of the living, in the land of the living. 2020 is teaching us how to lean on God. And the way you see God, the way you encounter God, the way you view God will determine the level of your trust. So here's what I'm saying. You need to get rid of this bad theology of who God is and what God is and begin to walk not in a religion but in a relationship so that your trust level in him can be able to go to a whole nother level because truth be told, you need him. I need him. I can't make it another day without him. I can't make it another minute, another hour, another second without him. I need him in every aspect of my life, in every arena of my life, in every way of my life. I need him. Thank you, Lord. I need him. I got to learn how to lean on him. Look at the text, y'all. The text says, 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take. Here it is. Let me get out your way real quick because you still got some virtual um, Christmas shopping to do. Don't be doing that while you're watching the word. Wait till after church, praise the Lord, and you can resume your Amazon list. Here it is. Leaning on God means this. It means that I give God access, access. to my heart. Secondly, it means that we don't know enough. You and I are not that smart enough to be able to run our own lives. Right. Number three, leaning on God means that I have to seek his will and not my will. Let me say it again. I have to seek his will and not my will. I have to be able to have ears to be able to hear his voice and know when it's him. Know when it's him and then have the confidence to be able to walk on what he's telling me to do. And the last, number four, I got to follow his lead. Leaning on God means that I give God access to my heart. Pastor, where is it in the text? It's right there in the first part of verse five. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. If I'm going to lean on God, uh -huh. if I'm going to depend upon God, if you and I are going to walk this walk in this relationship with trusting God in a whole different dimension and a whole nother level, that means we're going to have to give God access to our appetites. Oh, we're going to have to give God access to our minds. We're going to have to give God access to our emotions. And we're going to have to give God access to our passions. Here it is. You just cannot afford to trust God with one area and not all areas. Oh, I know, I know you smart. I know it, I know it. you done took a class. I know it, I know it, I know it. You done, you done attended some webinar and got some certificate. I know it, but here it is. You still need to give God access to your heart. You still need to get God involved in every area, in every arena of your life. Why? Because secondly, you and I don't know enough to be able to run our own lives on our own. Ooh, I told you, I told you, I told you a few weeks ago, I told you a few weeks ago, here, here, is, here is the disadvantage of being a pastor's kid because sometimes you get used in sermon illustrations without no pay, without no composition, uh, uh, compensation, without no royalties or nothing. And so Carrie, I'll come home, I already know she's going to come, come home and she's going to say, Daddy, why were you talking about me while you was preaching? I know that's what she's going to say as soon as I walk in the door. Carrie is getting to that age, y'all. She's made the big five years old. She's five. Oh my goodness, she's five and I'm telling you I know already she is going to cost me some change because she has expensive taste she likes crab legs she's like she likes salmon she likes sushi she like getting her nails done and getting her feet done I mean one night we almost got into a, a battle over pajamas over pajamas because what I picked out for her did not match I said girl if you don't put those pajamas on you ain't going nowhere but to the bed put them pajamas on and go night night Going back and forth, back. I know she's going to cost me some change, but she's getting to this age now. She's learning how to write. She's learning how to read. She's being able to recognize words and put things together. And so I'm, I'm building her up with her confidence because of what she's able to do. I want her to be proud of herself because of what she's achieving. But at the same time, I, I, I think every now and then it's kind of getting to her head because then she will say some things. I'm like, wait a minute, Carrie, you got to remember you're only five years old. I'm trying to help her do certain things that she got to figure out. 
it out. She knows what she wants to do. She knows. She thinks she knows how it should go. She thinks she knows how this thing is, is supposed to end. And I have to remind her, Carrie, you are only five years old. Daddy has 30 years on you. You have not even seen the entire world yet. There are some things that you don't even know. There are some things that you're not even aware of. You have nothing to be able to worry about. You don't worry about if the water is going to work when you turn on. You're not worried about if you're going to have food in the fridge. All of those things have been taken care of you. You have not reached a point of maturity yet that you know enough to be able to do things on your own. You have not reached a point of maturity yet that you know how to do life on your own. I have to remind her that every step of the way, even as you grow up, there will never be an area in your life where you won't need your daddy. There will never be an area in your life where you won't need your mom. I mean, you may be married later on in life. You may have kids, but you will still be an area in your life where you're still going to need mama and daddy. But until then, you need us to help guide your life. You need us to help direct your life because you don't know enough yet. To run your own life. Pastor, pastor, are you saying I'm a five-year-old kid? Absolutely not. I wouldn't dare offend you by saying that. But what I am saying is I know you're grown. I know you're gone. I know all your bills are in your name and your kid's name. I know all of that. But the truth of the matter is this. You and I, as grown as we are, degrees and everything, letters before our name, letters in the middle of our name, and letters at the end of our name, we don't know enough to be be able to run our own lives. We need the insight of God. We need the wisdom of God. We need the direction of God. We need the guidance of God to help us navigate in life. Because the truth be told, truth be told, truth be told, truth be told. Come on. When you leave God out of life, you will continue to make dumb and stupid decisions right. and moves. Oh, I, 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 All right. Okay, I, I, I'm going to say it again. Ain't nobody in here. I'm not afraid of you. I can't see you. You can see me. But here it is. If, if, if we leave God out yeah. of our lives mm-hmm. and think that we are grown enough that we don't have to lean on God, that I don't have to give him access to my heart, that I know what I'm doing, that I'm the CEO of my life, mm-hmm. we will find ourselves making the same decisions over and over and over and over and over again and have the audacity to blame the devil when it's not the devil's fault, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. All right, you teaching. If I'm going to lean on God, saints, I, I got to give him access to my heart. I got to know that I don't know enough to be able to run my life. But look at what the text says. The text says, the text says, seek his will in all that you do. I have to seek his will for my life and not my own will. It's easy, y'all. Let's be honest. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy to seek our will. Our will always lines up with what we want, our passions, our desires, our appetite. Sometimes, most times, God's will doesn't always match our will. 
and we find ourselves in a battle that we know that we're not going to win where we're trying to fight with God over his will for our lives versus our will for our lives and we're contending and we're fighting and we're contending and we're going against God I mean and we are wasting away years we're wasting away time we're wasting away energy and trying to fight a battle that we are doomed to lose that we are going to lose because anytime we put ourselves up against God we're going to lose fighting because what we want don't line up with what God wants for us. We fight and contend with God because his plan, his will, his ways don't match up or satisfy our will, our, our appetites or our passions. If I'm going to lean on them though, Look at, look at what the, the message Bible says. I, I, if I'm going to lean on him, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to listen for his voice in everything I do, everywhere I'll go. Trusting that he's going to be the one that's going to keep me on track. That's right. yes. I'm going to have to seek his will mm-hmm. and not my own. I'm going to have to discern and pray and, 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 and pray for the patience to be able to wait and, and wait with a good attitude patiently on God as he is unraveling his will mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on God. I got to give him access to my heart. I got I to gotta, I gotta know that I don't know enough to be able to run my life. I got to seek his will and not mine, even though my will may be more comfortable than his. Number four, I got to follow. I got to follow his lead. Look at the latter part in verse six. It says, and he will show you which path to take. He will show you which path to take. He's the one that will keep you on track. He's the one that's going to keep you on track. If I'm going to lean on God, if I have not learned anything else in 2020, it has to be that I have to learn how to follow his lead. God, look, I see, I see you in the spirit looking at me right now. I know we have to learn how to follow his lead. And in order for us to be able to follow his lead, in order for us to be able to follow his directions, that means that you and I are going to have to relinquish control over our lives and not attempt to run our own lives, but to give that power and that authority to God to be able to direct our lives. And then we humbly submit ourselves to following his lead for our lives. That's all I'm saying. If we're going to lean on him, if we're going to lean on him for real, if we're going to trust him for real, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to Follow his lead. Pastor, I got a problem, Reverend. And I can be honest that I I, I follow his lead in some areas Mm -hmm. and not all areas. 
Why, pastor, do I have that battle? Why, pastor, do I go back and forth where I follow his lead on some things and not in everything? Here it is. The things we trust God with are the things, the things that we, the things we don't trust God with are the things we trust that we can handle on our own. So in other words, right, we become a God in our own lives. I remember you ain't said it. You ain't got no throne. But we become a mini God in our own lives. Why? Because the things that I don't trust God with are the things that I trust that I can be able to handle on my own. And when we get to that place, that's where worry comes in, y'all. That's where anxiety comes in. Okay. That's when we become overwhelmed because we're carrying things that we were never meant to carry. We're trying to handle things that we were not designed to be able to handle. There are some things that when trouble comes up in our life and before we lose it before we stop yeah. we can step back and say you know what I'm over this God this belongs to you this is too big for me this is too overwhelming yeah, for me yeah. I'm giving you my anxiety I'm giving you my worries I'm giving you my cares I'm giving you my depression because it's too much for me to handle I'm realizing that I'm not a little God that you are the big God and you are the only God in my life and you are the one that I'm going to give access to my heart to you are the one that I'm going to allow you to order my steps. You're the one that I'm going to seek your will and not my own. You're going to be the one that I'm going to follow your lead and not mine. Leaning on God is all about giving him control of your life. Not just some of it. One version says, in all your ways acknowledge him. In all is an umbrella that encompasses every aspect of your life. You're desiring him to be able to lead, to guide, yeah. and to be able to direct. But you got to make the decision. I'm not, I'm not going to lean on him. I'm going to lean on him on some things. Man, I, I got I to lean on him in everything. Come on, somebody can be able to testify. Yeah, Someone okay, was able yeah. to live it out for themselves. When you, when you were leaning on your job, oh, I got this good job. I got this great job. I got good benefits. And praise God, we shout and praise God with you over the good job, over the good benefits. But then something shifted. The world changed back in March. And all of a sudden, your job realized that they no longer had a use of you. And so here it is now. Here it is now. You're out here. You're out here all alone by yourself. What are you going to do for provision? How are your needs going to be met? How are you going to have food in the fridge? How are you going to have clothes on your back? How will you have a roof over your head? How will you have the essentials that you need in life? Mm -hmm. First thing we want to do, worry, become anxious, mm -hmm. become fearful, get scared. Trying to figure out how things are going to change. Trying to figure out how ends are going to be met. But here it is. Here it is. Something ought to pop up in your spirit. But when you hear the word, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I'm not going to depend on myself. Myself got me the job. And now I don't have the job anymore. So I have to look for some other resource that will be stable enough to be able to carry me through this season in my life. All right. 
trust. I like this right here. Trust in the Hebrew, it literally means to lie down or to put your full weight on it. God, I wish I had a church full when I said that. And Mother Simon would have jumped up and said higher or said preach holy ghost. I would have loved to hear that right now. Trust in the Hebrew simply means to lie all the way down or to put your full weight on it. Let me say something to you real quick. Every now and then, thank you, Holy Ghost. God wants to see how much you weigh. Every now and then. God wants to be a scale to see how much, how much you have grown, how much you have developed. And what he does is he uses your life as a classroom. He uses the earth as a classroom to be able to show you how much you weigh. What will he do? He will allow for a global pandemic to arise. He will use a global pandemic where your job has been taken away to see how much do you really trust me? Do you trust me? more than you trust your job? Do you trust me more than you trust your tech? Do you trust me enough that I am able to supply all of your needs? He will allow, he will use sickness sometimes in your life to see let me see how much you weigh. Let me see how much I really mean to you to see will you trust me? Enough to be your healer. Because the truth of the matter is this. We ain't trust God until we put our full weight on God. Trust ain't trust until we put our full weight on it. And God is saying to you and I today that you are not that big, that we're not that big, that we're not that heavy, that he is able, he is stable enough to be able to handle all of us and all of ourselves. That's good news right there, y'all, that he is not intimidated by the weight that you will bring. He is not intimidated by everything that you will bring upon him. He is able to handle everything. He wants you to put all your weight on him. Because the more weight that you put on them, lets them know how much you trust them. The more weight that you put on them, lets them know how much you love them. The more weight that you put on them, lets them know that this is this my ride and that right here. I know that for God they live and for God they are going to die. And if 2020 has not told us anything else, it has taught me to put my full weight on God. When things have been overwhelming, when things have been confusing, when ministry hasn't been going the way that I thought it would be, when it was hard to get out the bed some mornings, I had to put my full weight on God. And when I put my full weight on God, he gave grace. He gave movement. He gave power to be able to move forward one more time. He's looking. Thank you, Lord. He's looking to see how much do you really trust me? Because listen, saints, we can talk, church folks can talk a good game. I trust them! But then when all hell break loose, we can't find you. When sickness hits your body, there's no praise you're bitter now at God because he didn't touch you. Trust is not trust until we put a full weight He's looking to see y'all. I want you to, you can lean on me. You can depend upon me. You can.
can trust me. Well, Pastor, how do I make this make sense in my life? How, how, how do I make this make sense? Resist the urge to run your own life without God's help. Don't allow yourself to make life-changing decisions without first consulting God and wise counsel. Resist the urge to become the CEO of your life and never get God involved. Resist the urge to run to everything else. When life gets hard, and then you go to God. No. I'm going to trust in the Lord with everything that's in me. I can't depend on myself. Because sometimes self is a little bit unstable. And I need a rock. I need something that's more dependable than I am. that I can be able to leave, that I can be able to trust, and that I can be able to follow. And when I follow his lead, when I follow his guidance, when I follow his direction, I'm telling you, y'all, I don't do it for the blessings, but there's blessings that come because I follow his lead. There's provision, there's protection that comes because I follow his lead. Don't you realize that when I allow him to direct my life and, and when, I, when I give him full access, that as I'm following behind him, there are some things that I miss because I stay close? This year has taught us, these past nine months has taught us that God can be trusted. When everything else has been inconsistent, God has yet still been consistent. Things literally change every few minutes, but God has been the same. He's been the same. He's been the same. He's been the same. Today, he wants to assure you and to remind you you can lean on me. You're not too heavy. You're not going to hurt him. Put your full weight on him. Put your full weight on him. Put your full weight on him. And why we've made it, it's because we've been leaning on God. <laughs> Somebody asked you, why haven't you lost your mind being at home with your kids all day? I've been leaning on God. How are you still?
still sane in your mind and not worried about bills and, and provision when you lost your, lost your job and you're only getting half your pay through unemployment? I've been leaning on God. How have you navigated uh, uh, helping your kids with remote learning and working from home? I've been leaning on God. At the end of the day, when we come through this thing, it's going to point back to a big God testimony that it was God that has kept us and God that has done it. No credit to our own, but all glory to God.